Hi, I'm Dan Higginson, and welcome to the 35th episode of the Idle Hand Society podcast, a community for creatives. He was Robert Downey Jr.'s voice coach for his role in Doolittle. I'm joined today by Paul Bentz. What a da. All right, mate. How you doing, mate? Nice to see you. Well, nice to hear you. Nice well, the funny you. thing is, right, we chat all the fucking time, and this is the first time we've recorded a podcast since... There, there was a hidden episode that will probably never see the light of day we recorded in early March... But this is the first time people have probably been hearing our voices for almost six months now. I wonder if they've missed us, Dan, the sounds of our dulcet tones reverberating across the airwaves. A few of them have. I've heard them. Yeah. Well, that's nice, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, it's, we've, been, we've been away a while. We've been, we've been sort of in the wilderness, like maybe two dick dicks on the <laughs> Tanzanian savannah, chewing <laughs> down on some grass. Callback. Yes, How did you that- just pull that one out? Well, you know, my memory is sometimes good, sometimes bad. <laughs> <laughs> you always remember the dick dicks. What was I just saying? <laughs> it, we're sorry. It's been a while. Yes, it's been a while. We, we have been busy and we got some big plans that we'll probably share some of with you in a bit. Um, but it's probably worth noting a couple of things that have changed since we last spoke. Obviously, our hearts go out to everyone in Ukraine. The hidden episode that we recorded was mostly about that, but it'll probably never see the light of day. So, you know, it's it's horrible and our hearts are with you. Also, I'm a full-time photographer now and me and Paul are business partners. We've been doing some commercial work here and there. Also, Paul... Yeah. Sorry, that was a bit of an awkward silence there. But no, no, I quite I liked it. I was, I was going to get you to jump in and talk a little bit about where you are with Not So Far. Yeah, so we've had the penultimate um, edit back from Peter. Um, we made a few slight tweaks. I don't want to put any pressure on him, I think. that, But it, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, I'll have the final final. And then it's a case of getting a few dummies made. Um, so we're looking at what we made. June. I reckon, I'm hoping, I'm hoping with the good wind, sometime it'll be dropping in the middle of July. That's the plan at the moment. Middle of um, July? Yeah, I'm going to self-publish. I'm going to set up my own little press um, with the eventually the idea to maybe publish other people. And, and we're going to do this as well through Idle Hands. This is something we can talk about, Dan. Um, one of the ideas that we're going to try and uh, push out over the next couple of months Um what else? Um, I mean, the book the book has taken all my time, and like I say, we've been doing some some property work uh, through a little side business we've got going on, um, and so it's been busy. It's been really busy, uh, uh, just with life. Really, you know, life has kind of caught up with us. Um, so yeah. it's, ni- it's nice to it's nice to chat and and tell the people uh, what what we're we're going to plan for the future. Really, <laughs> the, person. the person, <laughs> the, the one person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We know you're out there. Yeah, <laughs> we miss you. We love you. I do, I do appreciate the messages that people have been sending over the last few months, just asking if we're okay and and what's going on and and why it's been a bit quiet over here. I, I appreciate all the support. It means a lot to me that people still give a shit. So yeah, no. And, so it's exciting times, right? I mean, we we've got a lot. There's a lot of there's a lot of things we've got planned, and we're putting in the pro. We've been talking this morning already. Um, we've had a we had a bit of a group chat with uh, Roman and Alfred and Chris and yourself, and when they all came over to my house and we got together and we talked about a few ideas, um, and so that that's that's definitely going to happen. I don't know. Are we allowed to talk about it, Dan? I don't know. I I think we can, can't we? Yeah, yeah. Why not? It's difficult to say exactly what we're going to be doing yet. 
we've got some kind of broad ideas that are really cool that I certainly haven't seen anyone else doing, but it's hard to say exactly what it will look like because we're still trying to iron out the finer details. But what we can tell you is that it's probably going to involve video. So I know I've certainly got a uh, face for radio, so I'm, I'm, I'm worried. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm starting running again now, but I got to lose a few pounds before, because uh, apparently, apparently the TV puts an extra few kilograms on you anyway, doesn't it? Does it? Oh God. Maybe I need to start running as well. Idle Hands Running Club. Idle Hands Strava. Exactly, mate. Yeah, we could do that, right? Yeah. If yeah, you're a runner, you know. hit us up. How do, how do we do Strava stuff? I don't yeah. even run. But do you not? It's I good need to. You. you should, I enjoy it. When I do it, I enjoy it. So when I stop, I find it hard to start again. So it's it's trying to find a, a, a point where it's not too much running that you get fed up of it, but not too little that it's not giving you the benefit. So there's a sweet spot there for sure. What's the sweet spot for you, Paul? Uh, I, I think maybe three to four runs a week, I think. How far? Um, I always, I would like before, like I'm, I'm, I was going doing maybe about 30 kilometers a week. 35 kilometers a week so like 10k runs yeah yeah and i feel like i feel like when when you're um you you enjoy it on the way back when you sometimes it's a bit harder on the way out but on the way back to get the bus back <laughs> <laughs> i fucking feel like i should i tell you what <laughs> jesus christ but but my, my 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 tip is a good period don't don't run in shit shoes because no. it'll pay you'll pay for it in the long run yeah, I, I used to run. I used to run about 5K and I'd run 5K a couple of times a week, but I always felt better when I did it. I just, yeah, it's, I, for me, for sure, it, it makes mad a mad difference to my mental health. I feel like I'm a different person. I'm a bit more organized. I'm a bit more with it. I'm a bit more focused. I'm a bit more reliable. Lots of things, you know. There's, I could give, list you a hundred things, but the problem is I know all of that, and even even knowing all that is yeah, still... It's the motivation. Yeah, it's the motivation. It's very hard, isn't it? I mean, if anybody knows any top running motivation skills, yes, hit us up. Just put your shoes on and go, right? Yeah, that's that, it. I I, think I'm you, sure that's what everyone's going to say. Yeah, I, absolutely. I think that's pretty much it, isn't it? There's no excuses. Even when the weather's shit, you just got to go. Yeah. I think that is it. I think that is the answer. Yeah. So maybe when we finish today, Dan, that's what I'm going to do, mate. Put you think? my shoes on. Yeah, I think so. Maybe go for do- a little run. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. It's going to happen. It looks a bit <laughs> miserable, but as we've just been saying, we're going to do it. I'm going to go out and run directly after this. Deal. Yeah. We'll Strava we're going to hold each other to account. And I'm that's going to ho- be the tile, the little photo for our thing. It has to be some running shoes. Yeah. You have to join up to Strava. Add me as a friend, and then we okay. can, then I can see how far you're running. Okay. Well, Strava sounds like a better shout than Only Dan's that we were talking about <laughs> earlier. <laughs> only Dan's sounds great. <laughs> Imagine only fans, but only Dan's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's me, it's Danny Jack, it's Dan Baker, it's Dan Wood. Uh, what other Dan's have you spoken to? Uh... I don't know any more Dan's, but there's enough Dan's for me. But, but that's all of us. And it's just going to be oh, only I know Pol- Polish Dan as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Polish yeah, Dan. But it's only going to be, it's only going to be Dan's. That's it. Only Dan's. <laughs> we don't have any members yet. We've just got an idea. So, so let's talk about the video then. then. What, what's the, well, give me, give me some brief outline of what the, the idea is. Cause you're good at brief, brief outlines, aren't you? you you're like a silhouette. <laughs> This is a brief outline for the idle hand stuff. Anybody that's like, a video for Oni Dance. No, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> um, 
what we're going to do is we're going to have long-form content similar to these podcasts. It's going to be a chat with a few people, but there's going to be a little bit more to it than that. They're, they're going to be quite long episodes, but there's only going to be so many episodes and we'll do them in seasons like a television program and they'll come out probably weekly. There'll just be a certain day of the week. They'll just, they'll hit YouTube on. If there's a way of getting people to be able to watch along live, that would be really cool as well. I really like the idea of just chatting with people as, as I'm watching it. So anybody that's got yeah. any ideas about how to make that work, DM me. Maybe it's Instagram live, is it? Yeah, I don't really know. You know, really you, know. You, you can YouTube you live, can, but I think you, yeah, yeah, I think you, you have can. to have a certain number of subscribers. I think you have to have like a thousand or something. Okay, we're not going to have a thousand subscribers. Something ridiculous, anyway. Or right, maybe yeah. they've changed the rules. I don't know. They're always changing the rules, so there's maybe a there's a way of just paying them and being able to unlock the feature. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there is. I'm sure there's a. I'm I'm absolutely sure there's a technical solution. Okay, well, if if you've got the technical solution, then give us a shout because. We're not very technical and we need help. Um, that's the idea, right? It's a roadshow, right, Dan? It's a roadshow. We're going to basically, get, instead of us being stuck in our in our homes, we're actually going to go to the the individuals. Uh, the first few are going to be based in London, I imagine, cause just because geographically that's where we're based and it's easier for us. Yeah. But the plan is to spread it out to New Yorkshire and Wales and Liverpool and Manchester, wherever you are. New York. Basically. New York, maybe some Amsterdam. Definitely. Come on, Jason. Come on, Jason. I know you still listen. <laughs> Um, and yeah, eventually, you know, uh, you know, we might be going to New York in September, so there's a chance we can hook that up, uh, Dan. No, uh, a bit behind the scenes stuff here, but I don't think... You might uh, be coming to New York with me in September, you might. Well, I might be, I might <laughs> not, because else. I think it, it clashes, doesn't it? Oh with, yeah, oh maybe it does, yeah. Yeah, I think it clashes with Romance Sister's Wedding that I'm shooting. Oh, that's a bummer. It is a little bit. But I'm really looking forward to Romance Sisters' wedding as well. So, you know, it's not the end of the world. It would be really cool to do the New, New York thing as well. But maybe next year. Oh, you'll definitely... It'll, it'll, it'll be somewhere cool as well next year. I think they're going to be Africa next year. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, so that would be nice. We're talking it? about yeah. the... Uh, can we Homeless talk about it? Yeah, yeah, we can, we can. Yeah, Homeless yeah. World Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's something me and Roman and uh, Dan, a uh, different Dan, Polish Dan, have photographed for a good, good six or seven years where um, it's a football tournament for homeless people. So homeless people from all over the world come together and you can be any age from, I think, from 16 to 70 or 80. I think the oldest has been about a 72-year-old player. But the key is everybody's homeless and they join the the local homeless um, football teams in the, the town or community where they live. And then these players then get selected to come and play in this tournament and um the amazing thing about it's all for the, a good cause as well right yeah the amazing thing about the homeless world cup is that like they, they so they become as they come as players but eventually they become like um support staff they become referees managers of the teams so like they try and they try and build positions for these people to bring them back into community and it's amazing it is it really you watch it happen like you see transformations from people who who have been there coming year after year you know and it's a, it's an amazing thing it is a really really powerful um and I, i'm not i'm not the biggest football fan like i i, I like rugby is my game if i was going to choose one um but it's, it's football, but not as you know it. It's, it's a complete. It's the it's the best side of humanity I think I've I've seen. You know, it's it's a wonderful thing. Yeah, really amazing. 
I'll have to double check the dates with you. It would be really cool to 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 go, but um, but yeah, and yeah. So you get so basically you get to spend a week basically you know em- embedded with the with the media tent, and you you go out and you shoot stories of individual players, and then you follow. You don't have to shoot the sport so much. They have people shooting the games, but you're more documentary sh- shoot and 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 the and stories. The, yeah, the stories. That's the interesting bit anyway for me. Yeah, I've got no interest love- in football. I love it. I really love it. You just meet so many wonderful people. It's just, I, I am really, like, just like even talking about it, I get like a happy, like it makes me, fills me with joy. It's like, it's, 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 it's one of those things I do that I really, really love. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It is really cool. It is really cool. Chuck me the dates, buddy. And I'll, yeah, um, I'll, 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 I'll see if I'm free. If I'm free, if I can make it work at all, I'll, I'll definitely be there. Yeah. I, I, I think you it would, sounds, lo- it you sounds would love it. You would love it. You would, it just, it, it just restores your faith in humanity. It does. It does. It does a wonderful thing of making you realize, you know, that fucking hell, how lucky we are. Um, puts puts everything in perspective. I think. How did you end up getting into that? Uh, so I hadn't. So long, cut a long story short. A neighbour basically on my street, right, um, was a director for uh, a Scottish company, and the guy who runs the the. Homeless World Cup is is called a guy called Mel, and Mel basically owns the big issue basically, and so they're uh. friends. And he said, "Do you want to come and do this tournament for me?" And I said, "Yeah, right, I'll come and do it." He said, "It's unpaid." They said, "Oh yeah, I don't mind if it's charity. I'll come and you know do it." So we did went to Amsterdam was the first one we did. <laughs> me and Roman in Amsterdam. Can you imagine for a week? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard the stories. I don't need to imagine. <laughs> oh my god, what a week we had! It was the best week ever. It was so much fun. Uh, and they like they have like every night they have this massive tent where they feed everybody right it's a right. huge tent and they have like everybody's dancing all the african countries are like got their own music and they're dancing and then the white guys are dancing with them from amsterdam and and it's just it's just a wonderful fabulous marvelous beautiful thing yeah it, it it's again you don't have to like football to like it no 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 it's, it's what it stands for right yeah absolutely it, it's 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 about it's, it's a community b- and and helping people, you know, mm. like like you know, God, like it could be us, right? We it's just just around the corner, you know. You don't know what life is going to bring. We're fortunate at this moment in time, but who knows? You know, life life is yeah. You never know. Uh, I mean, I think it's I, I think it's a small thing to to take some pictures. It's a tiny, 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 tiny piece um, of the puzzle, but it just helps them publicize and get and they get a lot of press you know in the meet in the guardian and and on radio one and it gets a lot in the week you know in the build-up and i think it's just just to help that is in any way is a good yeah, thing just you know? to be a small cog in that big machine yeah absolutely yeah that does sound really cool and and, and you know I, I i think now i talk about it with you it makes me think you should do more kind more of that kind of work because it, it, it's the work that is kind of the most rewarding, you know. Yeah. After out of everything I've done, thinking about it now, that's that's the bit that feels the most, in a strange way, the most. Not that you're not not in a, you're giving back, not that way. Just in you're you're meeting individuals who've never really had their photograph or made made to feel anything, and 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 just by offering to take their picture and asking them, it instantly. It's a weird thing. It's a really strange thing. But initially, maybe the first time you meet them, they're a bit shy and then they're not so confident and they don't want to do it. But you get to meet them over and over again over the course of the week. 
and and by the end they're agreeing to it and they're like they're really and and it's just it's it's, it's an amazing thing it's just a, such a such a little thing but it it you can see the difference it makes in the in the self confidence of the people if that makes sense i think it's really good for us as well to make friends outside of our normal little bubble yeah, that we live yeah. in yeah yeah, for sure. Different experiences. Abs- absolutely. I think it's really important actually. I think it, it makes sense. You know, I've been I've been I've been out this week. I've been shooting in Tutin a bit again. And um but I've just been asking people. I'm, I'm not not street. I've literally been stopping saying, "Jimmy, oh, are you looking great or something cheesy?" Give one of my, "Hello, I'm from Wales. Can you mind if I take your picture?" <laughs> <laughs> But you know, the, 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 just having the chat, I really like having the conversations with people. It's just, it's just such a, just taking the time in your day to to notice somebody and to have a chat, have a chat. Yeah, and you get to know someone. Things. Yeah, yeah, and you know that that how like how you slowly by by going into shops and talking to the people behind the scenes. Hey, hi, I'm Paul. I'm a photographer. I'm not going to ask you if you can take your picture today, but I might come back, you know, one day, you know, and, and, and just telling them who you are. So you're not just a guy walking through their place with a camera. It, it just, it builds up these little, these little relationships that then allow you to do the job that you want to do. And, and I think that's a really amazing tip that I think like, don't, 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 uh, yes, there's some beautiful thing to street photography. And I do, I do still love it. I still think there's, there's something in it that, that is magical and mystical, but it, it can, it can be ethical and it, it, it can be, it can be non-intrusive. I think if you, if it's done right, it can be subtle, it can be gentle, it can be kind. Um, but, but for it to be all of those things is difficult and it takes time and you, you have to ask yourself a lot of questions, right? There's a lot of, there's a lot of self-discovery there that if you don't go to university, uh, uh, that you, you have to go the hard route and find those things out yourself. Um, and maybe some people don't and some, like I, I've, I've read lots of viewpoints on, on street photography, on, you know, the ethics of it and the rights and wrongs of it and, and I kind of, I, I, I kind of, I always, I vacillate a lot between it being completely okay to be in this, completely ethically wrong, to be in, if it's done the right way, it's it's actually okay. And I, I, I'm probably I'm at that point. I don't know what you feel about it, but I, I, I haven't think- actually looked at any street photography for months. I've not just, I've just been doing my own thing, Paul. Yeah, I sent you some you, pictures the other day, didn't I? I shot. You, um, you must, you must have a thought on on ethically where you stand if you walk if you went out with me to say tomorrow and we're with our cameras and we're walking the street and you see a picture and you're going to take it right you're not you're What's not the gonna, picture well i don't know but whatever the picture i is, think that's the important variable right everybody has an opinion on this thing and i don't think we're always talking about the same thing i honestly think it depends what you're doing the context is important yeah I, okay, okay but okay I, I i get what you're saying but i think there's some um, Okay, having shot both ways, right? Having shot really purely candid street photography and having shot where I'm interrupting people and chatting with them and having a conversation, right? Having shot both ways, without a doubt, like if you were weighing them both up, I think the the way where you're having the conversation and you're stopping people is a lot more rewarding, right? It's a lot more... 
there's feedback, right? So it's more difficult in some respects, right? Absolutely. Because you yeah, have yeah, to yeah. have the people skills. Yeah, and and I think there's there's an there is a skill in that in 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 how you talk to people and and you know, but I think that the the more you do that, the better you get at it. Yeah. Again, it's like like when this thing we say a lot, but it is that idea of repetition. And I think being an ADHD, a repetition, I love it. So obviously that makes me better. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really believe it. Like I I I it, I I don't think you get good at anything. At, if you do it half-heartedly, like, you know, you, you, and, and I do think you need, you need, maybe you need to shoot both ways to understand what I'm saying, because there's, there is an art in stopping people and you, and they like, first you of all. You can do both, right? You don't yeah, have to exclusively I, do one well, or the other. That's what I think. I think there is some beauty in, in combining the two, right? That there's some skill and it, it there's, there's, you absolutely can. And, and that's where I was coming to, I think, is that, you know, you, you get to a point where you realise that both of these things are a viable way of working. They're a viable way of obtaining images. Um, and one of them, sometimes the ethics of what you're doing is called into question. I don't. And, well, I, so well, again, is, I'm going to... Right, if, so oh, you asked you should, what my view was. And if you shoot people view. candidly on the street, I suppose, yeah. without, without their knowledge, uh-huh. yeah, um, and... You're not, you're not, you're not shooting unflattering in, images in any way, right? They're not derogatory. They're not mean. Yeah. They're not. They're not. They're just people going about their lives. Right? Mm-hmm. Let's just call it that. That's that's the the line. And I would say that if if that's the side of the line you're on, then absolutely it's ethical. I don't think you need to get uh, permission to do that. I mean, I know you literally legally don't have to get permission to do that, but I I don't think morally you do either. You walk around every day, you're on CCTV constantly, nobody ever questions any of that. And I think, why not be part of a document of that's, that's, our time, you know, right? Yeah, but that, that line about the CCTV is a kind of... Because I, I think it's, it's different, isn't it? Like, so that I would call... What about uh, that, what you but, share of yourself on social media? And what everybody shares of themselves. Yeah, well, on we, we, media. exactly. Everything is there all the time, and so the the argument is what is is. But but I think you know, I think there is something what what I call personal space in your personal bubble, and somebody coming into that bubble right. and it's not that person's to share. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I don't know. I I I, I think we we I, I think you can. I still think you can do it in a way that I don't know. I. I I, I I struggle with it sometimes. Again, I, I, it's something that I I think about a lot because um, I, I still I I still think there's like I there's I've been reading um, Jeff Dyer's The Ongoing Moment and the, basically um, oh let me, let me let me see if I can find his his name while you're but, looking for that I'll give you my view right but they, if this is not this is they basically wanted there was a photographer I'm not sure if it was Lewis Hine or it was one of them. And they were basically, they were shooting a blind man, right? And they, they basically, was a few photographers and they shot it different ways. One was wide, one was relatively close. Did the guy know? Well, it, well they didn't. And this was the thing. This is was their argument. These photographs are better when the person doesn't know, right? Um, and they didn't think ethically about that. But then they, 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 it goes into that. It, it got to the point in time where they began to, to think, like, after doing it a while, the, the ethics of this is like, is what they got to is like well is it okay and they kind of thought that it was really fundamentally they like they're not hurting anybody they're documenting time and place as it is now 
there's a line, right? There's such a there's such a fine line. I think though, I think to like you you might you for me you might you might take her a picture of somebody like you could, like Tanya for instance. Like let's give her an example, and she you might think it's the best picture ever. You post it on social media and she hates it, yeah. right? Um, and you could do that of somebody in the public. You might take the best picture of them, and you not, might never know, and they might never see the picture. But if they did see the picture, they could, might hate it, and you think it's great, and and. Yeah, the, you're 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 second guessing in a way what the other person might feel about having their picture taken, and it's almost impossible in a candid sense to go up to everybody in a scene and say, "Oh, by the way, I've just taken your picture after the effect." I know some photographers do that, but I don't think it's really. Um, it can the word. be really difficult. Yeah, really difficult. It's almost impossible in a way. There's there's a lot I, of I mean, parts. You know, it in, yeah. in terms of. Not difficult emotionally. Um, no, I difficult. think that's quite easy. But I think it can be if someone's on their way somewhere and, and yeah, you're yeah, on totally. your way somewhere, it can be really impractical to, totally. to stop them. Totally, absolutely. I, I don't think it's people talk about the ethics of street photography a lot, and there's I, I agree. There's probably ethics when it comes down to certain things. Uh, like an example I would give is. Homeless people, we were talking about a homeless World Cup earlier. I think mm. it's not very ethical to take photographs of homeless people when they're on the streets, unless there's something particular going on or you're working it for a particular project. But if you're not working it for a project, then you, it kind of but feels even, like you're in even, that person's home. They have nowhere that, else like, they can I, get I away from you, right? I, I want to take them, but I, I've seen some work recently. I don't know, if, I'm not even going to mention any names because I can't even remember the name. But... It's black and white street photography of homeless people, like portraits, close-ups. Um, and, and, and they candid or not or candid? Not, not candid. They're asked. Obviously, they're asked. They're right. talked about. And but but like there's there's some there's some word. I'll send it to you after. I'll try and find out who it was, but I won't mention it on the pod. But um, it just feels like it's been done. It feels like I've seen it. It, it could I'm, be interesting, though. I've there, seen, there must be different ways to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 and I, I feel like we're, we're not using our more brain of the story, right? Yeah, you know, this. So I, I just feel, even, I, I don't know, I just feel like, I don't know, I, I feel tired of it, and that's a really you know sad what? thing. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say about my opinion, is I'm kind of tired of the question about... Sh- street photography and the ethics yeah, of it. Yeah, 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 I, I agree with you. Just do what you're happy to do and keep doing well, it's it. Per, it's your personal ethics and what you're comfortable with doing. And right. Let, let other people judge, right? It's, it, it's and, and some people will be upset and some people will be happy and that's world, basically. That's life. And right, we're all I different. Think, yeah, and I, 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 think, I think you can you can overthink it and it can paralyze you. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the fear as well. Is that, And I think it has, for me, sometimes, I thought to myself, my God, I shouldn't be doing this. You know, I have, and and, and, and stopped doing it. And then, then realised I quite enjoy doing it. And, mm. and, and uh, actually, I think I can do it in a way that is definitely kind, kind, kind of photography that isn't, I'm not trying to make anybody look like a dick. Yeah, but sometimes mm. there is a space for people that and mixing, like I said, mixing the two together, Dan, mixing the yeah, yeah, the candid course. with with well, the... Bruce Gilden does right. Bruce yeah. Gilden will take posed portraits, and he'll also do the whole Bruce Gilden esque leaping out at people with a flash. Like he does both. Yeah, yeah. I I I, I still have, have you know I, I, I don't know who am I to say, but I like. I, I I'm not comfortable with jumping out in front of somebody with a flash. I don't know about you. I could never. You do don't that. have to. There's other people that do that. 
Yeah. yeah. You just do what you want to do and let other people do what they want to do. I feel yeah. like it's kind of reductive to keep having the same conversation over and over and over again. And the reality is that the answer is different depending on who you are and how you work. I won't be doing the Bruce Gilden thing with the Flash. I did try it once or twice. doesn't work for me. It's, it's not yeah, my voice. Yeah, me too. I tried it as well. It doesn't work for me. I, I, I just felt I was too, um, what's the word? imposing on the scene you feel like you're in you know the flash is kind of a oh it's like a startling isn't it it's like you know it's, it, it takes you out of your i like people being in the space that flash takes you out of that almost i, I, in, I need to unpack that you know that sort of subconscious daydream right like where you're thinking in your head and, and as soon as you put a flash on someone they it does the opposite of that it 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 it, it takes you like you're a startled rabbit in the headlights you know it's like oh shock where I, I don't, I, that, I'm not interested in shock. I'm interested in normal, nah, the way things are, rather than some manipulation of it. I, well, I know it's all, everything is a manipulation, but in, within reason. I just think, do what you want to do. Yeah, do what you want to do, though. You're right. I agree with that as well. I think do what you want to do, fundamentally. If you don't feel comfortable with it, stop. It seems really stupid, but nobody can really make your mind up for you, and who are we to say if something's good or bad or or ethical or not. But it's in, I think it's an interesting... I, I, I know, I know, I, I do think, you, you say it's a reductive... I, I, I kind of like the idea of us, you know, long-forming ethics over time, doing, doing it really like... We do some research. We do a bit of research, Dan. There's an idea. Whew. Oh, I don't um, know about this. Research. Um, research. Woohoo! <laughs> not just flying by the seat of our pants. I'm interested to see where the ethics of photography began and, and you know, where where it began to... Because now, obviously, it's it's really kind of forefront and main of everything that everybody does. And there's, you know, we talked about this before, about arguments of whether unless you're from the place and lived in the place and have been there 30 years, you can you go in as a photographer and, and make any meaningful work in that place in a period of time? Um, where did we come to on that? Do you remember? <sighs> I think I think you can, but it would take time. I still even I don't think you could come in. And in it a might week. be different to somebody, yeah, who'd been there a long, a time. long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had this chat recently with Tanya actually, and she was saying, for those that don't know her, she's mixed race, and the conversation was something along the lines of me as a as a white man couldn't tell the story of a of a black woman. I think where I came to on it was it depends who it is that you're trying to show the work to. So you're trying to tell the story of somebody and obviously nobody can tell somebody else's story completely because they haven't experienced it and they can get as close as they like and they might do a better or a worse job, but it's going to be impossible to literally tell somebody else's experience. But what you can do is you can share that experience as closely as you can with other people that are like you. And again, it's never going to do justice, right? It's, it's never going to be the fucking same. You, you are going to need somebody else that also has shared that experience to properly tell the story. But it, it doesn't mean that nobody can tell another person's story. You're just telling it in your own way. Oh, I mean, God, imagine the time when you're not allowed to tell, tell somebody else's story. I mean, just, just think about that. In, 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 like it's, it's a scary world, isn't it? I mean, I, 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 I fear at the thought. Like, it's just like... Oh, we, we must, that's what democracy is about, isn't it? I mean, fundamentally, 
freedom of speech, being allowed to to tell the narratives of of our own and of other people. And I, 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 the moment you begin to put rules and laws and regulations on that shit, that it's all going to go to pot. I, I think we can. I think we can be. I can. I think we can definitely be more aware and make sure that we have people involved who know the story and know the story intimately and yeah. not i i think there's some collaborations and, and and you know working together rather than it being this is how it is and this is how i see it i think that i think we have moved on from that i think I, last time we spoke about this we probably came to a similar conclusion that it's all about intent mm-hmm. it's what is your intention? If your intention is to vilify a person, then absolutely you are not the person to be telling that story. But if your intention is to share an experience in your own voice, then you're perfectly qualified to share that story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who are you trying to tell the story to? Like, What is the perspective? What is the angle that you're trying to tell the story from? And it's probably not down to you. It's down to whoever's put you on that assignment. Over time, you get maybe not better, but maybe you do get better at. We're all people, though, right? We all share this planet together. We all share an experience. And biologically, there's not a lot that separates any of us. So as long as you're compassionate and you have the right intent, I don't see why your work might be better or worse than somebody else's other than your own talents, right? True. Yeah, I agree. Well, I'm glad we sorted that out, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 I think it's a really, you know, it, we could talk about it for hours. I think that's the point. I think it, it's, it's, it's. I could have the... my mind changed on it as well. If somebody was to come and explain to me why I'm wrong, I'm all ears. It, hypothetically, if you if if you were given a job tomorrow, say, hey Dan, I need you to go to Blackpool for. Um, an assignment. I need you to tell me what what Blackpool's like today. How is it being regenerated, and and how are the people that live there find the town? And off you go. Mm. I'm sure that you could go and do uh, make me a set of images that would answer some of those questions. And and but if if there was a photographer who'd be lived in Blackpool his whole life, just by being there, he's got he, he's you know his 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 network that surrounds him is going to be instantly maybe richer to the one that you're getting, even if you researched it well before you went. I'm not saying he's going to make better images than you. He probably wouldn't. Maybe he wouldn't. Maybe he could. But it doesn't really matter. The, po- the point is not about whether he makes It's just... I think that is the point, though, right? Does he the... do a better job of telling that story? <sighs> well, if you were honest, maybe he would, wouldn't he? I don't know. Maybe, maybe he would. Maybe he wouldn't. It or just she, depends. It they... just depends. Yeah, it depends, doesn't it, on the individual here, right? It depends on their experience. It depends on a multitude of things. It depends on the mood of the photographer. How you know, thousands of variables are involved here. Like, there's so many, and and so I think that's the important thing. I don't thing, know. Though, right? I don't know. Like, I d- I don't know. I don't know. Actually, there are plenty of people that get sent to places to work that aren't from that place. It happens every day. And I don't necessarily know that somebody from that place would do a better job. And that's that's really are the we, question. Are we talking? Are we talking about? Are we talking about better by being more authentic? Like, are we? Are we? Like, when we, no, I, know I don't. That, I don't think more authentic means better. It could help. It's it's definitely one of the variables, but it's not everything, right? 
And, and I'm sure, I'm sure, like, imagine you did have this project that was coming in a month's time, that you could research enough, that you could get enough leads and enough links and enough information that you could go with a full itinerary, right? And, and, and shoot a load of different stuff over the course of that month and come back with a really good project. You know, I, I no doubt, I no doubt. Well, I, we've got an actual example. We discussed it already earlier in the episode. So the Homeless World Cup, wouldn't mm-hmm. that be better if it were shot by somebody maybe with some experience, but that was also homeless? Yeah. I, I, and maybe that's something I could... Uh, and maybe that's something about worth speaking to somebody in the Homeless World Cup. It's not a bad idea. Maybe we could do some kind of trainee, you know, something like one of those things that if there's somebody who's interested, that that, that could happen during the, the shoot, during the, the time there, that they could basically be shadowing us. You I'm know, saying and, that the commission, obviously, there's no pay involved, so it's not a yeah. proper commission, but the commission that you get, would that be better going to somebody that was homeless? I'm not question. asking you to a- answer well, the question. I'm just... That is what we're discussing. That is literally what we're discussing. Is, well, I, I think it's, it's, it's... Maybe, maybe. But I think it's an event. But maybe it would. Maybe it would because they... they maybe they would... They can relate to the people better. I mean, absolutely. I think but it's... I, it's down to a meritocracy, though, right? It's Is that individual, whoever that is homeless or not are they the right person for the job can they deliver the story and i think that's the only thing that matters and i think every time we we hit this conversation we lose sight of the only important thing which is what's the quality of the work like yeah yeah what's the quality of and that's the most important thing i agree with you actually i mean i i absolutely wholeheartedly i think it comes down to the quality of the work that's it are you good enough can you do it off you go yeah yeah, and I, I, but I, maybe the problem is that the people in that situation don't get to present themselves, and they might be good enough and not know it, and and so maybe it's upon us to enable and build platforms that allow people in those situations to have the opportunities to to at least give them the feel of what it would be like to see if they have any um, what's the word I'm looking for not not ineptitude um, latitude not latitude there's another word anyway it'll come to me but any any like aptitude sorry aptitude yes passion is that the word he was looking for yes yes that's the one um in the field and that it's something that they could consider doing and i think like maybe that's that i I think we should you know because it's it's such a closed door photography even to even to to most people it, it it's it's a it's such a difficult thing to get into it's not it's not a cheap job or hobby you don't do it by chance, you know. There's, I think all the arts, though, right? They're all, in terms yeah. of a hobby, they're all kind of inaccessible. Totally. And even, like, I, I, I could say maybe on one hand, two fingers, how many friends from my working class background went on to work in the creative industries. There's me and one other, I think, that I can think of. And But because for working class people, it isn't an opportunity. It doesn't exist. We talked about this, I know. But I, I don't think it does exist. It's not, it's not, it's, it's not going to give you a paycheck every week. You know, it's not going to put food on the table. It's not, it's not going to be able to allow you to have a mortgage. It, it, it doesn't. It's just the fact of it. That I, and it, it could, but it, it would take a lot of effort and a lot of work and a lot of, a lot of things that, an experience and, you know, this, it, it, it's, it's, I think it's a closed door, really. Really, it is. 
Yeah, the time of doing something like this, the investment of time you have to make isn't a luxury that you really get in a working class. Yeah, but if you think how long it takes to be... To me, I mean, to be, I mean, you can pick up a camera and take pictures in no time at all. I'm you not, don't, you're fine. But, like, I just think it takes time. I just, I don't think you become a good photographer just because you can take a picture with your iPhone. I mean, I think there's some... There's lots of things. And, I think and you I, could make good work on your phone. I I don't think there's anything no, you, special no, about no, no, the box no, that you no, hold. No, no, I agree. Nothing special with a box. Totally agree. Absolutely. But it's just that all the other bits that that m- allow you to make that successful. I think is is like it's not like like I say. I know this is a cliche, but actually. T- you probably spent, take pictures the least of your time. I mean, you've got to be quite, I think you've got to, you know, be really like ruthless with when you take pictures. Like I'm going out, I'm turning off my phone, I'm out. Yeah. It's me and, my, and, 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 and it's trying to balance the work, the personal work with the com, the commissioned work and, and finding, you know those, the, yeah. finding the contacts yeah, 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 yeah. and the business Get, side Getting of the it. commissioned work is the, is the thing. Yeah, and and building relationships and relationships not that that you do one job for and they never speak to you again. Jobs that come back that repeat work that that they commission you again and again and again and again. And so you've over time, you know, you've got relationships that last the lifetime of your career. And and it's and and, and maintaining those things it's not easy, you know. I think that there's loads of it. There's loads of things that make it really difficult. Like we we talked um, when Roman and Chris and. Uh, Alfred was here about, you know, would you, if you, if you had a child, would you tell them to be a photographer? If they came up to you and say, Dad, I want to be a photographer, what would you say? And I, 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 I thought about it a lot. And you I, have. I, yeah, and I, I, I would, you know, I, I have I, you changed I, your mind? Because on the day, uh, I don't want to spoil it, but on the day you weren't a fan, you would have said no. Has, yeah, you, has your uh, mind changed? No, not, well, maybe. I, maybe I'm not as, as much a no as I was. I'm, I'm I'm sort of middle no, but I still think it's really difficult, and I still think. Um, what warmed you up to the idea? I, uh, the idea of if you are creative and it's something that you love and you're passionate about, and you have to have the passion and you have to have the drive, and you understand what that means. You can't go half-hearted. Then, yeah, I think maybe I would I would say if that's really, really, really what you want to do, if you're really sure, like more than anything else, that. Yeah, if you can, if you can make it work, go for it. Okay, let me give you a, a hypothetical, and I'm going to change it because we keep talking about photography, right? Let's say I was going to say Rosa then, but I reckon Rosa's going to be like prime minister or something. I don't think she'll be a, a, a photographer no. <laughs> or a creative, right? Let's say let's say Wilf says to you, and we're fast forwarding the clocks, right? And he's he's leaving secondary school, and he goes, "Dad, I want to be a music producer." Hmm. How yeah. do you feel about that? Yeah, uh, I, I I support him. I think, of course, I think. I I mean, you support your kids. How, how much do you support him? Though, do you do you try and talk him out him. of it? Do you yeah. encourage him I, to have plans B, Cs, and Ds? Like, yeah, I think I would always encourage him to have a plan B. I, I think I'd make him go to university and do it as a, you know, maybe you do music, you go to music school, and and you do it the proper way, and so you get a degree when you come out of it, and you've got something. But you can do it in the meantime, and if you become successful as a byproduct of when you're doing it, then good on you. Um, you get. I think. I think there's something. I think 
I think doing university and doing it, you know, music production on your own, you gain so much more because you're in it and you're doing it and you understand the process. And but maybe the university will give you the business side of it or the contacts and the connections and the, that side of it that you wouldn't do if you went a solo route, so to speak. Yeah. So it sounds like you would be fairly supportive of yeah, I a think creative so. career. I think so. On the whole, I think a whole. I just, but just making them aware of how difficult that is, right? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And and that I I think you need to have plan B. I mean, I mean, me and Ali have. I mean, this is this is exciting, Dan. Ali wants to open her own um, creative hub where she does pottery, and I do photography, and we have a coffee shop and a bookstore, and that's that's a long term plan. Sounds like heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine, hey, Ali, get out the kiln, my love. We need to fire some pots. Pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> Pizzas, yeah. Um, but we waffle quite a lot, haven't we? Have we waffled quite a lot? I mean, we, basically, the idea for the future is we're going to do a few videos. We're going to go to people's places. We're going to meet them. We're going to chat to them, idle hand style, long form. Maybe, maybe we'll do a few live. Maybe we're going to do um, an event where we get people to come and have creatives talk about process and then you can question them and we have a few beers and a barbecue there's a few things we're we're, we're thinking about uh, it's, there's a lot to the, to do yeah um, there is and it's important to say also that we don't see ourselves as the heroes and the center of all this i mean we'll definitely be there because it's cool as fuck like why wouldn't we be there but it would be mainly about the speakers i think yeah, we would we, take a, a pretty hefty passenger seat on this one like i think I, we're, we're in a, a lovely position that we can help promote others. And I think that's what really we want to do. That's the heart of this. Like there is a bit of self-promotion, a tiny bit from like when we make a book or where we do some work. But fundamentally, we just want to promote other people and their work and the brilliant creatives that live out there in the world, right? Well, like that. I think that's, for me also, it's I, there's definitely people out there where I want to see more of their work. The main reason for me wanting to do any of this stuff is because I really don't have any idea what I'm doing. I'm making it up as I go along, and I'm not pretending to have some amazing insight or experience into any of this stuff. I just enjoy talking about it and thinking about it. And the feedback I've had from people is that they like to talk about it and think about it with us. Yeah, totally. And that's that's the beautiful thing. It's like, you know, we've learned so much from those 35 episodes of the podcast. <laughs> that's 35 people that listen. <laughs> Yeah, but we have, I mean, I, I, I feel like it's been a really magical and wonderful thing, even for us alone, even if it was only us alone, I don't really care no. because because of that that wonderful journey and, and the things that, you know, it, it just forces you to think slightly differently or think about something that you hadn't thought about or the process that you hadn't done or the, the kick up the arse you needed to motivate yourself to do something. I just... It just does those things that I didn't think it would, and I mm. think that's that's kind of a, a selfish reason that it, it, it it's a motivator. But it also, I, I really enjoy meeting other creatives and, and understanding how they work. I think there's something valuable in that, and I think it's a beautiful be, thing, right? There'll always be something valuable in that, um, and and that's why we do it, right? That's that's for me fundamentally why is is yeah. that I like speaking and talking to other people. You know, the pandemic, we were in like lonely times. Nobody spoke to each other like you, you know, we weren't even allowed to sit next to each yeah, other. Yeah, we so. were literally podcasting at a time where That's we weird. weren't allowed to go out. 
So now we're now we're allowed to go out. We like really want to go out, and so we're going to go out. And that's that's go out, 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 out. We're coming out, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't say it better myself. Yeah, it's um, it's I, really it's not about me. It's not about notoriety or anything like that i to be honest with you i wouldn't be sharing any of this stuff if it wasn't for the fact that it means that we can talk to more people if i could just do the talking i would just be doing that and maybe you guys wouldn't hear about it but we might as well share it because it is really cool it's a really lucky place we get to be it's a lot of hard work but it's cool and we enjoy it right i think it's something enjoyable in it i think there's i enjoy speaking to you and to other people It, it feels like I, it, it feels like it grounds me in a way. It feels like it brings me back to reality. Yeah. Yeah. Like running. Can, Remember, yeah, we're going to run. We're going to run after this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Run in, run in. It's that right. time in the episode. We're going to do our shout outs. Yeah. Oh, I just saw you unwrapping a book. This is, oh, this hot is amazing. off the presses, right? This is exciting, this is, because I've wanted to see this for a while. And you know, I think you know the photographer. And maybe you don't. I know um, them as in, I personally know them, or I know who they are. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you personally know them, but you may know who they are. Okay. Um, Al Bryden, you know Al Bryden? No. Know of his work? And the book is called Even the Birds Were Afraid to Fly. Al is somebody I'd like to get on the podcast. I bet he's a really interesting chap. I've never spoken to him. I think he's a friend of Dan Woods. Is he um, a photographer, or? Yes, he's a photographer, he is. And I'm opening the book. Even the birds were afraid to fly, and it says, for the sleepless. And the first image is mind-blowingly amazing. Um, and it's all black and white. Um, right. Is it like a documentary type style or uh, fine art? What are we talking about? Fine art, maybe. Fine art, definitely. It's beautiful. Okay. It's amazing. I love it already. It's like... Let's, not... let's leave a link to his website or something um, I'll, I'll, in the show re- notes. I'll read you the first paragraph at the back of the book, all right? I've always loved the sound of crows cawing. It has been suggested that they may even have their own language. Every summer, when I was a small boy, rooks would nest in a tree in a neighbor's garden. I would lie in bed, listening to them and talk, and try to imagine what they were saying. Why make a noise at all? The sound of crows cawing remains incredibly comforting to me. There you go. Is the whole book about... Birds? Like, what was the book about? There's, 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 there's a lot of crows in them. Okay. I'll tell you what, instead of, instead of us fumbling through and trying to explain something, we'll leave a link to this book. Yes. Or, yeah, it's uh, beautiful, though. Our website, and you guys can go and take a look. It's, it's really lovely. My shout-out this week is going to be um, Alain LeBoyle. I'm probably saying that completely wrong, but um, Alain... He's a photographer, he describes himself as an artist, which is probably a lot more apt, to be honest with you. That's what his work looks like. But he documents his own life quite a lot, and particularly his kids. So a lot of his work is, I don't know, it it feels like otherworldly, if Mm. that makes sense. That's good, Dan. It's really cool. There's there's a a few famous books that he's done. Summer of the Fawn, I think, was, was quite big. And there's another one called At the Edge of the World. Um, but yeah, they look... It's just... His work's incredible. It's the kind of work I wish I was doing. Nice, Dan. Nice. Nice. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. Jesus. I've almost forgotten how we end an episode, Paul. Um, uh, okay. Should, I think I've we, got it. I think I've got we, it. Should we give a shout out to our sponsors, Photobook Junkies? 
small photo book shop in South Wales. If you're going to buy a book, buy one from them. Yep. Yeah, photo book junkies, run by Dan Wood, hero, legend. Yeah, come on, if you're going to buy a photo Beautiful book, don't, don't go to Amazon. No. Don't, don't go to some big fancy shop. Bezos doesn't need your money. No, he's got enough, he's got a spaceship with it, come on. Yeah, can you imagine you're so rich that going to space is your quirky hobby? I know, it would be though, wouldn't it? If you had enough money, wouldn't you want to go to space? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It feels a bit sickening though, having that much money where that could be your hobby. Like, imagine the good you could do. As mm. much as I love space, I love the idea of going to space. I, I don't know, I feel like if I had that sort of money, I'd... Maybe you could do a podcast on space one day. Yeah. Before we die. From space. Or yeah. on space. Are we going to talk about space? Because we could do that now, but... <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if we could do it from space. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good, though. <laughs> I want to get one of those big, like... Um, balloons and then put a camera on it and send it up oh like those weather balloon things <laughs> yeah 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 i think we should do that that's a little project for us it sounds really dangerous though like there's planes up there no no they go up so quick planes don't in, you know we do it on the coast right down by but, you because so if, so if we take a plane down <laughs> it's not going to come down on my house <laughs> okay so watch the news over the next couple of weeks people because if you see there's been some weather balloon incident with a plane you you know where to come <laughs> and on that note, Dan, let's sign off because I really need a wee. Yeah, okay. Um, and the man's drilling like hell outside again. Yeah, okay, all right. So you can find us, you can follow along what we're doing at Idle Hand Society on Instagram. Um, soon we'll have a YouTube page, so follow along on the Instagram. We'll, we'll give you any announcements as and when they come up. Um, we'll leave as much detail in the show notes as we possibly can links to our shout outs work and various other things there's a link to a tip jar in there if you want to help me and paul out start up this journey again then you want to contribute a cup of coffee or something then there's a way of doing that we really appreciate any support you can give us even if it's just sharing this stuff with your with your friends or anyone you think might dig it um that's it that is how we sign off right paul Another one done, Danny Higgies. I know, it's been such a long time, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Cool. we're back in the groove now, though. We're back on the surfboard, mate. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're Riding feeling the wave. wave. Riding yeah. the wave. I, oh, I it's really rubbish under my seven. feet, that water, that gentle plastic. Please do you, don't slip. <laughs> do you know the only thing that sticks with me about surfing is having a surfboard drag me back up the beach every, like, three minutes? You know, the only thing I remember is being in Morocco and I was, I was loving it. I was having the time yeah, yeah. of my life. I thought it was the best thing ever. And then coming off a wave and then the surfboard basically coming behind me and whacking me on the head. Oh, that's the nearly, worst. Nearly knocking me unconscious. And then dragging you back up the beach. Yeah, yeah. And then I was under the water and I was like, I, I lost Was it all. a pebble beach as well? Uh, it was a pebble beach. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was it always a pebble beach? <laughs> I, I, and I'd lost my bearings completely. Like I was under what it felt like for hours. It was only about 10 seconds, I think. But my head, I had a massive lump on the back of my head, man. It killed. Me and my brother went out and there was, um, the, the guy that was instructing us said that, that a day or two before there had been a cow that had fallen in the water. And you know, <laughs> you know, the currents kind of go round in circles. Yeah. So this yeah. cow had died tragically, but the, the cow itself was just doing laps. Of, <laughs> so you, you'd get in the current to go out and you'd have a cow float past you. <laughs> oh my God. I would not be in that water, let me tell you. You must have had the shits for weeks after that. That's a big animal, though. 
Yeah, how did the cow get to the sea? I don't know, mate. It's a uh, cool, Maybe right? he was going to the movies. <laughs> oh, fuck it. Okay, right, on that note, take care, everyone. Um, we're sorry it's been so long. We promise we'll be a little bit more active now. Oh, mate, it, was, hear it, was, it was the movies, it was the amusement park. <laughs> Sorry. Paul. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Right, what's worse then? What's worse? The amusements or only Dan's? Only Dan's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wet to myself. Anyway, i got to go to the toilet. Okay. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Good evening. Ciao. Sayonara. Have we the same pet. Thank you, everybody. <laughs>